Reginate ATL coming to you from the lovely city of Atlanta, Georgia. Going out to Clinton, Indiana with Doug Hess. Doug, how's it going? It's it's great, Reggie. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, man. Take some time out here. And I'm going to go ahead and give my politics warning. I feel like as we're going into the 2024 election season, I should pre-record a politics warning and just put it at the beginning of every show. <laughs> like, like, listen, guys. I know we, we've talked our fun subjects, might talk about movies, finance, whatever else going on in the world, but we're about to discuss politics. So if it's offensive, you know, it's like, you know how you give those like not, not right. safe for work or rated right. R or offensive subject kind of warnings right. at the beginning of videos. I feel like I should just pre-record those because we're going to have more of these conversations. We'll call this like the state of the race. And this is going to be our first state of the race episode. Because it's very like early it. in the race. Yep. And there really is only one race, to be honest with you. Uh, the Democratic side is kind of boring unless you count RFK Jr., which I don't I don't really count him at this particular point in time. I mean, I, I, have you have you are you familiar with RFK Jr. and what he's been I, out there talking I, about? Absolutely. And, I, and uh, you know, I, I obviously I, I'm following because both of us are political junkies. So I'm following both sides of it. And. I really believe, Reggie, as we get closer and closer to the first primary in January, which is only, what, four months away? Yes, you're going, it is. It, which is crazy. I I think there's going to be several others uh, that's going to jump in uh, besides um, RFK Jr. I think you're also going to see probably the governor of California on the Democrat side uh, News jump in. Jump, jumping in uh, as to trying to run for president. Yes, absolutely. Wow, so, that'll be interesting. I that think you're going to, yeah, I think you're going to see those two. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure Biden's going to, to run. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to the president, but some of the gaffes and some of the things that he is doing is, I think making some Democrats uncomfortable as well. I think that it, it I think there's a big trap here to a certain degree. So, and I'm going to explain to you what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, the trap comes in, in my opinion, Doug, mm-hmm. when people look at but because this happens every every single election cycle. Americans are disenchanted with their choices. They don't like either choice. They don't like uh, in this particular right. case. We'll say Trump because Trump's front runner, but it could right. be DeSantis or whatever. They 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 don't like. They don't want to because I think this the the survey done was like Americans don't want Trump or Biden. They they just want some something right. fresh. And this is something we hear going into every election cycle, and then it ends up still being the the Democratic, and it still ends up being the two, right? You got a guy right. says, "I'm going to run third party because we need another choice." Well, good luck with that, and right. tell you how that's gone the last two hundred years. It has not worked out. Um, I don't think it's going to work out this time either. I just don't. No. Like until the money follows those hearts, because people ha- have their heart and what they express, right? Right. But then they either they still give to the RNC or the DNC. They, they still give to the same machines that are giving them the same choices all, all, all the time. There's no LNC. There's no Libertarian National was it convention, or I'm not sure if that's what the C stands for. Right. Well, um, I, I think there is conventions, but they just don't have the clout that the other two have. And the system is, in a way, kind of rigged for just the two parties. Correct. Correct. And, and Doug, do you see that changing this time around? Like as, as much as people say they're disenchanted with these two choices, do you see any kind of realistic hope for a third choice? No. This time around? Um, <laughs> well, let me clarify that and say the, the short answer is no. The long answer is 
I'm not so sure one of the two sides, the Democrat or Republican, isn't hoping for a third party. Oh, I think they both are. And yeah. They're both hoping so, to take vote from the other guy. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so in realistically, no, a third party isn't going to happen. But I think privately, both sides are saying, yeah, more the merrier. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're looking for uh, maybe it get to a plurality type situation, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and I could see that. And it just sounds. I'm not trying to like rain on anybody's parade here, but it just sounds way too aspirational to me. Like it, right. it until I see something statistically, Doug, that backs that notion that that there can legitimately be a third choice that legitimately has a shot right. at winning the race, then I don't see, I don't, I mean, you're just yep. going to take votes from somebody. That's, that's what you're going to do. Correct. Correct. And I think that get over the line, the cl- closest we've ever really seen uh, a third party was Ross Perot. Uh, Perot. Versus, yes. Yeah. Bush versus Clinton. And I, I think in a lot of cases that helped Clinton uh, get elected. Um, what was it back in the eighties, nineteen eighty? Wasn't it John Anderson that ran as the third uh, party candidate? He was a Republican and and ran, but it really didn't go anywhere. To me personally, I think that was the the birth of the third party was with John Anderson uh, mm-hmm. many many moons ago in the eighties. If I've ever got my dates right, I believe it was in nineteen eighties campaign. Uh, Carter versus Reagan, and that was really the birth. And then we probably saw the most serious candidate was Ross Perot. But other than those two, you're always going to have um, talk. I mean, let's face it, Trump back in the early 80s, 90s, if I got my numbers right uh, when that occurred, he kind of played around with the third party uh, candidate yeah, for at sure. one time. So there has been talk there actually has been some success uh if you will i think ross pro uh was probably the most successful of those third party candidates but right now i just don't see if, if the two parties can agree on anything on anything out there it's that we only need two parties yeah, yeah fabulous <laughs> that, that's a fabulous analysis there Doug, because i am i think that's spot on i think that there's if anything they want no more parties Right. Unless they feel like it's going to hurt the other party. That's the right. only party they want. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know so. what's interesting is uh, if we talk about, because I'm thinking the Gavin Newsom situation is interesting. RFK Jr., get out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. it, that's not happening. Um, but the Gavin Newsom is interesting, and I think Newsom does have a shot. I, I, don't, I don't know if the machine would get behind him this particular time because it's hard to run up against an incumbent. In, in, in this it same party, it's just difficult to do. Uh, but I think Newsom is an interesting thought. Kind of how I thought of. Well, let me let me say this the right way. I thought of DeSantis being an interesting shot. I didn't. I never liked DeSantis. I always sure. thought I feel the same way about him now that I felt about him back then. But I still looked at it from the outside. You know, I look at this from like a sports perspective. I don't need sure. to like the teams to analyze the game, so to speak. And um, I thought, hey, you know, he's he can be a contender here if he you know, made that decision. And I feel the same way about Newsom. Like, hey, Newsom can be a contender if he decides to to make that decision. I'm not sure if he's going to make it this year or not, but it'd be interesting to see. Um, in where all the action is right now is is in the, the Republican Party. You got a few people that are jumping in. And I would say maybe how many candidates here? Let me think here. Because we have, before we go over any poll numbers, we have Trump, sure. DeSantis, uh, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, 
Uh, Nikki, Nikki Haley. Haley. I forgot yeah. she was even in the race. Right. The kid, uh, Vivek. Um, I don't want to butcher his last name, but he's yeah, in there. he's in um, there. Mike Pence. Uh, the former Pence is vice in there person. as well. Yeah. I, I think he's he's man. I mean, we, we'll we'll do our do we have a shots here at some point in this show? But I'm a sure. spoiler alert. I don't think he does. Um, but it's it's interesting. He is in the race. So when you look at these, how many of the of these people do you think? genuinely have a chance maybe there's like three or four of these guys that you have a chance now it, it, it's very early that's why we're sure. these state of the race episodes that we do it's just only episode one of, of these it's gonna be a few yeah. of these because it's gonna change for sure that's the only thing we know for certain right we know for certain things right. will change um well, and i'll make my prediction right now for you on the on the republican side i, I think it's going to be trump i really do and i'm not saying that he is the guy i'm not saying that I, I would vote for him. I'm just looking at the early numbers, and I, I really think it's going to be Trump. Um, I saw in Iowa where he spoke, was it yesterday over in Iowa? Uh, mm-hmm. And he had a, a really nice following. I, 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 I just think there's going to be something there for him. Uh, DeSantis, uh, one of the last times I looked at uh, one of his crowds out in Iowa, there was like, a handful of people disaster. there yeah as a disaster I, of a campaign he's running absolutely now. so I, I really think it's going to be trump's to lose uh and when i say his to lose meaning the nomination i i, I really believe that uh he's going to be in there i i'm not so sure and of course you probably expect me to say this uh from the other side but i really think the race is going to be for the democrat side who is going to because uh, I'm not a com- convinced that, one, Biden will be there after, and I don't know, they changed this. It's not Iowa. Iowa's not the first caucus uh, this year. Is that right? Did I hear that? Uh, um, I don't know. I know it's between Iowa and New Hampshire, right? Those are the first yeah. two. That, that's, that's the two that people seem to be jockeying for, at least. Right yeah. Now. And you know what? Iowa and New Hampshire always do things a little bit different. I mean, we look about it. Uh, we've seen Steve Forbes. We've seen, um, oh, uh, Mike Huckabee has won uh, out in Iowa before. And these guys haven't went on to win the, the presidency. So I'm not so sure that you don't see a surprise like an RFG uh, Jr. or um, somebody else winning. Um, the Democratic primary out in Iowa or New Hampshire early, but I wouldn't say that that's necessarily an indicator of what's going to happen long term. I we know that the Democrats have a history of the superdelegates uh, that helps secure uh, candidates on the Democrat side. So I think there's a lot of politics to play out between now and November 2024. That's for sure. And, and Doug, you didn't exactly uh, step out on a limb there with that Trump uh, no. situation. Right now. He's <laughs> destroying the field right now. Um, and I don't I, it's interesting because the 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 way that I had to look at that question was definitely more so of who's got a shot versus is Trump going to win? Because that just seems like the writing on the wall right now. Right. Like it just yeah. seems like there's nobody that's going to he's destroying the field right now. Yeah. So yeah. um I do you feel like there is a legit shot for for your your Chris Christie's and your and let's talk about Ron DeSantis for a second because uh, let's pivot on him because he I think he sure. absolutely sucks right now. Um, this is <laughs> this is it's interesting, Doug, because from politics I definitely have my I want the Democrats to win. I make no sure 
no um, bones about it. I don't it. try sure. to hide that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But I like the game. I like the sure. game. I'm going to watch the game. I, I want my team to win every time they play, but I want to still watch the game. And I'm a fan of yeah, the game. Absolutely. I'm a fan of the process. You know what I mean? Absolutely. absolutely. So as, as I'm watching the game be played, DeSantis is playing a horrible game. He's just playing a horrible, yeah. horrible game. Like, um, for one, I had a conversation with a friend of mine from Florida years and years and years back. And I remember telling her, because she was talking about certain things in Florida, and we were talking about elections and things like that. And I remember telling her, I said, hey, you know, things are very different in the country than they are in Florida. Like, the electorate is very right. different in the country than it is in Florida. Like, it's, it's Florida's an outlier. You can't use that as, like, your the bellwether, so to speak, to feel like, hey, well, if this worked in Florida, it'll work here. And I think we're seeing that play out to a certain degree. I don't think his message of make America Florida is not resonating. <laughs> right. <laughs> With people. What are your thoughts on that? Well, here's what I'll say that running a state campaign or a statewide campaign is very different than running a national campaign. Uh, so let me say that. And I really think uh, DeSantis is running a state campaign at the national level instead of a national campaign. I hope that makes sense to you and your listeners. Yeah, it's, for sure. It, Absolutely. It's like he hasn't shifted gears to that national light. Um, and, and so that's where I think he has got stuck a little bit. He hasn't made that transition. Um, and, and the other thing is, in a lot of cases, I think he's a, a, a miniature Trump, the way that he attacks and goes after and there's only one Trump out there, whether you love him or hate him. And I, I think a lot of people are looking at DeSantis as, and, and I don't mean it as harsh as I'm, I'm getting ready to say, as a second-tier candidate in the sense that there's only one master, one professional, and DeSantis is coming across as an amateur versus the big boy, if that makes sense to you. Perfect, because uh, what I'm going to say here is going to kind of echo those those thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, you can't run as a guy if the guy is in the race, ladies right. and gentlemen. Right. You cannot run as Trump if Trump is actually running. Right. <laughs> right. You would have to wait till he's not running to, right. to have this. To, you can't run as Trump like when Trump is actually running. Um, you would have to run as Trump like with Trump not running 2028 campaign or right. something like that. You should have just signed on. So I'm not going to run in 2028. He's um, I'm not a huge fan of Trump, but I will tell you this. He did get DeSantis across that line in Florida. Right. Um, yep. And he, and, and he and count with countless others. Well, countless oh, others yeah. because of his popularity. Sure. He is more popular than you guys. And I've told you this for years, Doug, he yep. is more popular than the other guys. He's just more popular than you, whether you hate him, whether you love him, they're not as popular. So it's kind of like, he's Trump's going to show up. Trump can show up anywhere. And, and one thing that Trump has going for him, same thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger had going for him when he ran for the governor of Florida <laughs> uh, is he was already in a, a celebrity. Yes. It is Democrats, hard yeah. to run up against a celebrity. And some of the Democrats right. found this out the hard way because Barack Obama became a political celebrity and it's hard to run up against a political celebrity. And Barack Obama is going to be the first black president. That's right. hard to run against because you can't be that. You know what I mean? You can't just turn yourself into that. I remember one of the, right. uh, remember, I remember John Edwards' wife saying that back in the day. Like, he, he can't be just the first black president. And it was taking up all the oxygen in the room at the time. 
because you can't just transform yourself into that. And then he became something else to where you became a politician that becomes a celebrity in like the same way that your Mitch McConnell's do. Some of these some of these politicians that end up becoming bigger than the state, bigger than what they represent, because they end up becoming a name themselves. And that name, once it becomes a name, is just very hard to beat, Doug. Um, Except for, I'll give you one exception, but I agree with 100% of what you just said, except one exception, with Hillary Clinton. Uh, I think she she gave Barack Obama a run for her money, or for his money, because she was looking to be the first woman president. Woman president. And she was a favorite, Doug. She came out. She she came out the gates. She was a fave. Yeah, so she had celebrity status, if you will, political status, and she was going to make history if she would have won, just as Barack Obama was doing that as as well. So that's just an example, but that doesn't happen every day. I mean, that's in a way a fluke that two two first, if you will, were running for the same. We're running in the same in the same in the uh, same party. Yeah, and the same same party, correct? Right. When you look at here with the Republicans, and when you look at how far and away Donald Trump is more known than the other individuals running in this race, in that race, it's night and day. Like, so if Trump, Trump could show up anywhere, and whether people hate him or love him, there's gonna be people who just show up because he's just Trump, because he was already Trump before, right? So, right, he can just show up, and he's been a Trump's been a celebrity what 30, 40 years now. Yep. So he can just show up anywhere and then have an audience because he's been a celebrity for four decades. Right. So, uh, and a known name, a known quantity for four decades. So your mind can't come out well. with like four years, right? And right. then feel like right. you can be Trump now. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Because he's got 40 years on you. He does. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it's um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And of course, there's another indictment that I I, I understand is getting ready to drop any time in Georgia. Yes, that's the Georgia one coming. You know, and and I have to ask the question: at some time, at some point, does that start to help Trump to where people? I think it does in the beginning. I think it's yeah. gonna, it's going to now for sure because yeah. people are going to feel like he has to win to stay out of jail. Well, not only just gonna help him to stay out of jail, but also be like, oh, I mean, what did this guy do really that everybody's attacking him from this, 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 and this? Some of it sounds silly. Some of it, people may say, is a little bit more uh, serious. And to where I, I think at some point, uh, Trump actually this negativity actually becomes a positive for him. As it has been throughout his political yeah. career. That, right. that tends to be what has happened. Uh, things that would be and negative people, for other people are positive people for have, Trump. And some people just have that touch. It wouldn't help me. I'd be like, throw him away, you know, stone him or something. But, right. Uh, it, it, we, we'd be put under the jail, whereas yeah. as, uh, Trump is definitely, it, it's going to help him to a certain degree. And, and I think that, so... If I'm looking at the indictments and we're talking about the indictment portion of sure. what this race is will will be and, and how the effect, because I think it'll have some effect. I don't know if it'll have. I think the race will still be the race. Sure. But this will definitely be a, a hang on him, a, an overhang on him. When I look at all the indictments, this is the one that I feel like is going to hurt. Like the, the Georgia one is the one that hurts. So that's this the stormy, the New York one, I think, with Bragg and the, the payments and stuff like mm-hmm. that. If I'm going to put them in order, I'm going to put that at the last one, put that at the bottom. Sure. Um, January 6th, maybe second 
second, third or so in there, you know, maybe, maybe that. Um, because I don't really know how they can get him on the January 6th, but maybe, maybe the, I'm not also not a prosecutor. I mean, clearly sure. they're not going to bring federal charges. Don't get brought lightly. So um, they know something to bring the charge. However, the Georgia one where he has the hour and 11 hour, which I re-listened to that phone call the other day because I'm a complete freaking nerd. Uh, <laughs> re-listened to that phone call the other day. It's an hour and about roughly an hour and 12 minutes. It's not good. It's not good. Um, if anybody who felt that any other human being on either side of the aisle, let Barack Obama had called uh, Georgia and had, let's, let's, let's do this exact same phone call, but change the name to, and voice to Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. It is outrageous. Republicans are outraged. They would have brought the trial by now. What to Democrats, what, three years to bring this trial? Two or three right. years to bring this trial? Right. Republicans would have brought it in two. Year and a half. Two years, the Republicans would have already been bringing this trial. Uh, it's, I don't know how you get out of it. I know that the the angle, if you're listening to Trump's lawyers on TV, right. the angle is kind of like it's a free speech. It's speech right. to ask for the votes. It's speech. Um, I guess if you, if I was just to ask for your money, Doug, it's speech. If I tell you to give me your money, um, I guess that's speech. I guess. Uh, any type of, uh, I think most crimes that are committed, maybe like white collar, uh, there's a lot of crimes that are committed where speech is involved. So I'm not sure how they're going to separate that, how these lawyers are going to try to outlawyer themselves into that. But I believe that's going to become a question for us in one of our state of the races down the line. I don't see that. I, uh, they can lawyer another six months to a year out of this, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know if it's going to really affect the race. I know that some of these are going in like next May or so, Doug. Right. But I don't think I mean, the, what is it? It's August now. I think yeah. they can push. I think good lawyers can push us back about a year because these well, are serious, serious charges. And I don't I think they can push this past the election with well, with just lawyering, in my opinion. Well, and, and if you look at May, you mentioned the month of May. Well, that is when Indiana has their primary and we are one of the last states um, I mean, really, the only time that Indiana ever came into play and that I can remember is Obama versus Clinton. Um, that was something. And, and I guess Trump uh, versus uh, Cruz also played a little bit into it. I just don't think this time around Indiana is going to play a part in either primary when it comes to selecting the president. That, that's interesting, and and I kind of agree with that because I feel like the dust would have settled by then. Yes. We're going to kind of know who right. it is. And, and, and what's interesting, too, Doug, let's just talk about this. Like, who's going to make it to January? I feel like we could even do that. Somebody's going to run out of money yeah. at some point, Doug, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I saw where, uh, you know, DeSantis, one of his billionaire backers has already jumped out uh, and started pulling back. He's looking for more backers. He's putting yeah. $20 million, and he says that unless DeSantis can get somebody else, another big donor – He's not He's looking done. to throw another $20 million in there. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy to think $20 million and uh, throwing it around like it's, you know, you and I having uh, change in our pocket, you know? Yeah, hey, man. Play money. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, he's he's looking for uh, a reboot, and, and, and DeSantis has, has rebooted the reboot. 
as of late. I think he fired his campaign manager, so he's on his second reboot now. Yeah. Um, I think but, the issue is with DeSantis, he's just not that likable. Um, yeah. He's not personable. Trump's way more personable. Trump's jokes are better. He's he, his shows are better, or you know his you know when you go to yeah. see him and stuff, they're better than DeSantis's. It's like I, I don't know. Looking at any metric, how DeSantis beats Trump? I think basically when I'm looking at the race in general from a Republican standpoint, I do think it's going to be Trump because nothing. There's nothing that says it's not. Right. Um, but your Chris Christie's of the world, I think, are interesting. It's intriguing. So I'm gonna give it to you from uh, the 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 other side of the aisle, so to speak. Okay. Um, what what I would like? There's two things I would like to happen in the Republican race right now. I need either Trump or DeSantis to win the primary, and I need them. To, I need abortion to still be front and center because every since every since Dobbs happened, mm-hmm. Republicans are zero and seven in states in trying to uh, strengthen abortion, uh, strengthen pro life measures in states. I think the le- the latest one was just Ohio a couple of days ago. Right. right. Um, they've lost every single one of these, even in red states. I think in Kansas, one of the first states. Kansas, yep, yep. They lost. So it's going to, as long as they keep running on the abortion, and as long as I can get DeSantis or Trump, I like the Democratic chances. Because what what a lot of people understand is they look at the votes last time, right? And they say, man, how could 80 million people vote for Joe Biden? And what they don't understand is, in my opinion, and I'm going to give a number, it's arbitrary. I'm not saying I've researched this. I'm going to say 60%. But let's just say 50%. I'm going to say 40 million voted for Joe Biden and 40 million voted against Trump. So you're going to have people who vote against an, a candidate right. they just don't like. And, and sure. Trump and abortion galvanized the Democrats like any, I've never seen anything like it for what gets Democrats excited like Trump and abortion. So it's interesting. I want them to keep keep that. I remember telling you this, too, Doug. Remember in 2022, we had a conversation and I told you that the Dobbs decision was a godsend to the midterms. I remember telling you. I that. do. I, said, I Doug, do. I do. This is a godsend for the Democrats to the midterms because they did it right before the midterms and people are going to be pissed. And then that red wave is not going to be what it would have been if that decision came down after the midterms. Um, It's not as popular as a it's not as popular outside the Republican Party. And sometimes I guess not being in the Republican Party, because sometimes I'll ask you just genuine questions i remember asking you genuinely when the, the race and uh, did, did people genuinely feel like trump won the race and you're like yeah some people really genuinely feel like he yeah. won it. and uh, and it's interesting to me outside looking in that sure there's a disconnect there with with certain issues that republicans take on and not knowing how unpopular those particular positions are so in this particular situation with the abortion issues that's not a popular it's not it hasn't been brought, nothing has proven that that's a popular issue but it's still one that the Republicans went hammer, 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 hammer. So I want them to keep hammering that. I hope we get uh, DeSantis or Trump because they're going to galvanize the Democrats way more than a Tim Scott or Chris Christie would. We get Tim Scott or Chris Christie or somebody like that coming across the line. Democrats are going to be in trouble and they stop talking about abortion. Democrats are going to be in trouble in 2024 because now you got to look at your candidate and see how your candidate runs versus running against the things that they are doing. On the other side, uh, what is your shot that you give a, a, a person like DeSantis? Since he is the, one, the closest one, we could talk about these other people, but they're, they're sure. only like 3%, Doug. Sure. I don't yeah. really know if they can even 
make the money. What is your shot for DeSantis uh, out I of mean, 100%? Out of 100%, I, I, I'm probably at 10% right now uh, Ooh, for him. It's slim. Yeah. And, and I'm being generous giving him double digits. Um, <laughs> because it's just realistic. I mean, I, I, it's not that I have anything against the guy. It's just I'm giving an honest opinion. And sometimes the truth hurts a little bit. Right. And, um, you know, now, as we've said and we've done on this show before, a month from now, something could happen. Something could drop, and absolutely. And we have a brand new ball game here. But barring any surprises, October surprises, as they always like to say, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think it's going to be a game change. I mean, I, I really don't think the game changes. So ten percent for this. So what? Is, what does if if Doug was DeSantis's campaign manager? Well, you would have, uh, well, your new one because you would have been fired sure. yesterday or a couple days. Right, ago. Yeah. You were the new campaign manager. Um, what? How does he change his fortunes or change? Because this has been a disaster to me it, from from a couple of different standpoints. From one, the stuff he's doing in Florida is not going to be popular around the country. When you're, when you're limited uh, teaching about certain things, you're limit your your abortion at six weeks um, is aggressive. Uh, these things are not going to be popular on the national stage. But they are already done now. So you can't tell them to undo those things. What would your advice be to him to try to turn these things around? Well, you know, basically you have two options. You either have to go to the for the juggler and go for the win. Or because option two, where I would say you want to probably not hit Trump too hard and try to mm-hmm. be picked up as a VP. But, but oh, since man. both of them, since both of them reside in the state of Florida, that option is off the table for decisions. Is it? I didn't know yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Be- yeah. So from a, um, well, because basically what it brings you no value because you're not picking Tr- up anybody. Right. So, you know, if, if Trump uh, wanted to pick up and I'm making something totally up here, like California or New York, that makes sense or, or Illinois, because that has, uh, electoral electoral college value, but both sure. of them being from the same state brings no value to the table. So that's off the table, really. Uh, so my advice would be: you're in it, let's go win it. So is that going more aggressively at Trump? Do you feel like because you know he was kind of pussyfooting around there in the beginning? He didn't really, you know, everybody had the kid gloves on because they didn't want to upset that that massive well, base there. So and what happened? Is that taking the gloves off and just going for it? Or they, they're getting destroyed. <laughs> well, stop and think about it. What happened? You know, when he wasn't, when you're not picking a fight with Trump, Trump's not uh, picking a fight with you, and right. he seems to leave you alone. And I thought DeSantis and some of the others, when they're not picking on Trump, actually do a little bit better in the polling. Well, you know, Trump was mad. I don't think DeSantis ever had a chance because Trump was mad that he was running. Period. Well, so I feel that's like true. DeSantis has a he doesn't have the same issue that. So I will say DeSantis. if you look at the Republican race, I'm telling you the people that have that issue right now. Mm-hmm. If you're Chris Christie, if you're Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, forget yep, about I it. He, he's got an issue with you coming into this race. He's already got a problem with you. I agree. Um, with that. If you're like the Tim Scott to the world, the Vivix and the other people that he doesn't really see as a threat. Yeah, maybe maybe you do get that VP. Not. I don't know. Um, maybe yeah. you know what I mean because he doesn't see you as a threat. You're not really right. a threat to him, you know. Yeah, 
Uh, and, and to the best of my knowledge, they've hit him a little bit, but they haven't rent um, at him like the Democrats do or DeSantis has uh, really tried to pick a fight with him. And so it'd be interesting to be a little uh, fly on the wall to see what some of the strategy is for some of these campaigns um, and what's going to happen. And, and like I said, you know, Iowa, New Hampshire, they're the one of the first in the nation, and for some reason, I think Iowa changed, but I could be wrong on that. But uh, I, I don't put a lot of stock on that. I think what you're going to see is a firewall that starts with South Carolina, which I believe is in early February. That's that's where we're going to start seeing some. Uh, that's where we're either going to see some growth, or we're going to sit back, scratch our head, and go, "Hey, we may just have a ball game here, folks." We know that's where Biden turned the corner. That's right. If you remember, Biden turned the corner in South Carolina. And And isn't that got got him across the the board there? That's right. And isn't that where uh, Tim Tim Scott's from, South Carolina? It it is. It is. And and you know what's crazy about this? And and this is another death knell for your campaign. So, guys, uh, and I was on another political show uh, months back, and we're just talking about general politics. And this person had never thought about this, but very true like you don't need to be a political junkie ladies and gentlemen to see if you want to sound like one though if your candidate cannot win their state it is over it is over if you cannot win your state i don't feel like at this point in time desantis can win florida over trump i don't feel like he can um and if you can't win your state if if tim scott I i don't think tim scott can win south carolina over trump well, I, I agree with you. Unless somebody knows something we don't. If you can't win these states, you're not going to be president. You need to win at least your state. And and this doesn't go just for like a senator. This is a senator. This is governor. That maybe even yeah. a state that you just reside in. If Mike Pence can't win Indiana, it's over. Well, <laughs> if if he's even around it in May. True. Which I doubt. I mean, by the way. yeah. Uh, and, and again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the vice president and, and the former governor. Uh, it's just that he may not be around. He may be. I, we don't know, and that's why we play the game. I mean, right? maybe he hangs out because uh, um, I think that you you gotta. I don't know what breaks the Trump situation. I don't see any of these. None of the people that are running in the race have the charisma. I don't mm-hmm. see it happening without Trump just bowing out, right? Like like Trump would have to bow out of the race in order for right. th- there to be any oxygen left in the room for anybody else. And he doesn't look like he's going to do that. <laughs> uh, no. I think they'll have to uh, take him off the stage kicking and screaming. So if, if that's the case, then uh, our next few state of the races will probably be going along those lines. Um, the next one we do will be after the, the, the uh, debates. I think we have our first debate coming up here in a couple weeks. I don't know if Trump shows up for that or not. Um, It's interesting play that he he's going with that. Um, I do think that there's logic on both sides. So if you're Trump and you say, Hey, I'm already up 30, 40 points on the second guy on the second guy I'm running against. I can only go down by stepping on that debate stage. Like I'm already up significant point on this guy. There's no point in me doing it at the same time. Um, you could do it and show that you're not scared or that you're because because people are going to say they're going to frame it. You, if you leave it up to other people to frame that for you, to Chris Christie's of the world to frame it for you and you're not there to say anything or maybe you're just tweeting or you're on Truth Social or you're, as opposed to being on that stage. 
then they can frame it. You're leaving it up to them to frame it however they want. They're just going to say you were scared to come out there. That's what they're going to say. Well, um, but remember what happened to Trump last time when he ran. I forget what debate it was. And he refused to come on. And he had a fundraiser, I believe it was, for the military or something, mm-hmm. if my memory. And unless he does something like that, uh, which makes it hard to criticize. So if, you know, I say, well, you know, Reggie was too scared to uh, come and debate me on on uh, the national stage and you come back and go, I wasn't there is because I was raising funds for uh, our troops or our veterans. I think the eggs on me, not you at that point. Well, he's also going to probably do in classic Trump fashion where he calls his own press conferences at certain times. Oh, yeah. His own his own his own rally at the yeah. same time where he has where he's, you know, being able to he could do a big watch party of the debates and still. Yeah, and I make fun of all the candidates and still probably outrate what the debates would be. Right. Um, so I, I, I get I get that. I just hope he I hope he does. I don't I'm not super concerned because this is too it's kind of early in the game. Sure, sure. I'm not super concerned about this debate because some of these people won't be around right uh when it's really all said and done and when you really get down to brass tacks in January, right? January, February really start to kind of get down to it. Yes. Then we're really gonna see who what's what so to speak right we're gonna kind of know have a better idea of who's who's what who's what and what's really at stake um some of these two three percent it's like i don't do you really it's not a knock on the nikki haley's and mike pence's of the world but i just don't see it man and the asa hutchinson's get out of here i I just don't see it i don't see it like it's i want to say on it's like any given sunday right you want to say a team has a chance to win but if you're going up against a powerhouse and you're a team with the lowest payroll or something like that and Maybe you went out of luck, but it's puncher's chance maybe at that t- at that point. But that's kind of right. how I view these candidates. Uh, they're not really contenders. And it's hard even for me to say right now that DeSantis is really contending. Um, yeah. There doesn't really seem to be a second contender here with Trump getting over 50% of the party going his way. So I guess we'll see what happens here down the line. I definitely appreciate you taking some time out with a fellow political junkie here there, Doug. Always a pleasure, Reggie. Thank you for having me on. You got it, my friend. This is Reggie ATL. Check us out. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. See you next time.